which is not good or bad. It's just like, as it is, the person does not fit this culture and that's mm. okay. Right. But when you keep this person for a long time in the business and the person like doesn't feel comfortable, has no success, complains a lot, blames other people, and then other people start to adopt this behavior, then you are in huge trouble. Welcome to a new episode here at our Q&A session. Our topic today is uh, yeah, how to handle difficult people in the work environment. To get uh, things uh, started off, my first question, um, are there really like difficult people or is it not uh, the other case that most of the time it's the environment, system, setting that makes people act difficult? <laughs> It's a good question. So I need to be really careful what I'm saying today. Um, so difficult people, I think per se, there is no such thing. But what I think is there are different cultures and people with different behaviors, which is culture, basically. And I realized that typically the same people attract the same kind of people. So in other words, I had a Q&A session yesterday with um, the mastermind I coach. And there was one guy saying that his team always complains. And how to deal with that, he asked me. And I was like, hmm, that's a good question. So and then I said, okay, typically the team behaves in the same way as the leader behaves. Could it be that you also complain pretty often? And he said, hmm. That's gas into the fire, yes. So that's definitely a problem, right? And I find that when you don't like a behavior, always look at yourself if you have the same behavior because it's very likely that your team just adopted a behavior they see every day from you. So what I find difficult is when people are constantly complaining and not willing to talk about potential solutions. When they are just like not even aware of what they want, but they are either just talking, talking, talking without intention to find a solution or to analyze a problem. They are just talking or they are just talking, but they just complain, right? Then they just don't want to find a solution. They are just about complaining. Now, that's not difficult per se. It's just difficult if you are not trained to handle this behavior. What could be a solution to deal with these people is just understand what they want now. They don't want a solution. When they complain, they just want someone listening to them so that they can complain, right? And you need to lead them to a point where they are open and willing to find a solution. Now, if there are people that never are willing to find a solution, I find that very difficult. So that's what I define as difficult people. Yeah. Um... 
but how, how, uh, how to get clarity if the, the, the system or the environment is toxic, um, um, or is it, is it, or is it on a, yeah, uh, attached more to a, to a personal uh, trait? So I think the person is always created by his or her environment. So now it's, of course, not only the work environment, right? But when you grow up as a child, who de determines your behavior, your culture, and your core values? It's your environment. It's the people you deal with every day, right? And the question is just, which environment has more impact on you? Is it the work environment? Is it how your, your parents raised you? Is it your friends? Now, of course, if you have a culture in your company, your work environment, that is based on blaming people and where it's more important to find a person to blame than it is to find a solution, then of course you find people that adopt this behavior. And then you get a lot of complainers in your organization that are just constantly creating more problems than there have to be without finding solutions. So then the environment, I think this is what you mean with toxic. And that's what I also would say as toxic. Um, you, you work with a lot of different people across teams and companies. What, what do you do when you encounter like a, a person that you maybe didn't know before and you think, oh, this is like really difficult uh, to get things uh, started or there's no click, no chemistry, whatever it is, um, you know, how you call it. Um, what, what do you do? I don't find a problem in that, right? I mean, all people are typically different, but as we have a good HR team and we have our core values defined, they already do an assessment to just bring people in that match our core values. Now, in case I have to deal with, and the same with our sales team, they try to bring in people that match our core values and like, yeah, they benefit from us and where we can benefit from them. Now, there are always exceptions and it might happen that we get people in that don't fit our culture what i typically try to do is first stay curious about new people new cultures and see if i can like learn something from that but when i feel it's absolutely not working because we don't get results together as we have total different ways of communicating and behaving then I, it's a better choice to stop working with these people and let them find a better place that suits better for them and let me find better people that suit better for me, my company, and the culture. I, I would rather, you know, I would rather fire a person faster when I absolutely see and I'm sure that this person is a mismatch for the culture because it shortens the cycle of suffering for both sides, right? And, you know, when there is, like, a toxic person can pollute the entire organization. And with toxic, I don't mean the person is bad. I mean, it's just not fitting the culture, which is not good or bad. It's just like, as it is, the person does not fit this culture. And that's okay, mm. right? But when you keep this person for a long time in the business and the person like doesn't feel comfortable, has no success, complains a lot, blames other people, and then other people start to adopt this behavior, then you are in huge trouble. Um, there are numbers that say one out of four employees um, encounters at least once per year uh, mental health issues. How and, and those on, and those 
also can uh, be uh, affecting maybe behavior and then you find, find uh, difficult situations. How do you treat those uh, situations when maybe yeah, mental health or mental well-being is uh, in play? How to find out about it? How, do, how, to, how to handle it uh, from perspective as a business owner or HR? I think that's not an HR function. It's an HR function or the function of a doctor when it's too late. But I want to build a business that keeps people mentally healthy. I also see that people sometimes are frustrated. Some days they might be depressed, too stressed, whatever. I am too. That's what happens in our work life, right? But that should be an exception. It should not be the case every day, every week. Now, when, when you allow people to talk about their problems, about their thoughts, their emotions, and how they feel, I think that this openness in a culture helps to prevent mental diseases because people don't need to hide that, right? I believe that just when you constantly hide that you are feeling terrible and when you are constantly doing things that you hate and constantly dealing with stress and pressure, then you get sick. Your body gets sick, your mental health suffers a lot. But I really try to never get to this point and I wish to build a culture where my team never has to come to this point. And I wish that when people feel that are getting close to this point, that they then approach me and talk to me and try to find a solution for that, right? Actually, I had that in the past and a person came openly to me and said, hey, my personal life is currently a complete mess. I am so under stress with everything that happens in my personal life and I have to do with some issues in my job which is normal, but when you are stressed out from your private life, then it's hard to deal with these issues at work. So we decided to give the person two months off and then it was much better. And that's what I expect that people come to me and then that's what I can help them with just to try to give them a relief. You mentioned already the different personalities um, in the entrance. What do I need to be aware of when it comes to treating different personalities in, in my company, in my, my teams, um, especially maybe with the intercultural background that, that we have also in our company where you have people from spending from India, Pakistan <laughs> to Mexico. <laughs> It's funny because I listened to a client testimonial just two days ago. Yeah. And there was one client saying, when we started working with this virtual team, I saw that there were some people from India, I think. And he asked himself how a person from India can understand how a German organization works. But then they did the work and they realized, the person, the client realized that they understood really everything and they like made the project successful and it was really fun for him and the project was a great success. So very often we have some experience or false belief about people from other cultures. We judge them and then either we say, no, no, that's a no-go or we say, okay, let's give it a try. And then it can happen that you are positively surprised. So I think it's just a question if you're, you in your mind, if you are curious, happy and open to try things out or if you are judgmental 
and say, okay, bah, this doesn't work because, and then there is a reason and you stop trying it. If you are of this mindset, then you will like always just get the same things that you got in the past because you do the same things and you attract the same things, right? That's very limited. But when you are open-minded, I think every, every new experience, every new culture, every new person is a gift for the team because you can always learn something and improve something. And I mean, the more open your business is to work with people from everywhere, the higher your chances are that you like can scale your capacity, can get any projects done, never suffer from stuff shortages and all these things. Right. Why, why, do, uh, why should I fix difficult uh, work um, situations or like disencounters right away and don't wait for better days? <laughs> you mean why we should fix the problems now instead of waiting for better days? Yeah. So if, if, you, if, you, if you encounter like those maybe in, in your team or in your company as a company owner, whatever setting there uh, you might observe from, uh, observing from, but um, you, you see there's something brewing up and um, maybe um, say, oh yeah, uh, let's see how it plays out and why you shouldn't do this. So, uh, instead, uh, you should maybe tackle that right away. Because if you're just waiting, things just get worse. If they are... Um malfunctioning right if they are not healthy whatever that is if it is a system a team behavior people mental health whatever the longer it stays in this state the bigger the damage is that is created by that so i believe always to tackle things challenges problems when they happen because then they are fresh everyone is aware of it and it's easier to deal with them compared to talking about something that happened i don't know two weeks, a month, a year ago, you cannot solve it anymore. It's gone. It's just a mental thing, right? You cannot solve the problem anymore, only if it is here and now. That's why I think it's always the best thing to talk about it. Now, of course, it's, it's hard to do that when your culture is based on punishing people for problems, failures, and mistakes, because then no one will speak openly about these things. And then it will only come to the surface when things are already fallen through the cracks yeah yeah that's a very important point um how to make sure that uh, a difficult person situation environment whatever it is in the end uh, does not affect immediately my work and uh, performance <laughs> that depends very heavily on the person good question but i think it's always a good idea to see things as they are Right, people, they are affected by situations when they project the situation to themselves and then attach either a forecast what could happen in the future by what they see or why that is not fair and why things that happened in the past led to this situation. That's a typical fear or regret scenario, right? You forecast in the future, it's fear, and you look into the past, compare it with now, that's regret. So when you are of this type of person, then it's, I think, really hard to deal objectively with critical or problematic situations. While if you are calm enough and you can see things as they are, then which problem is not solvable? And if there is a problem that is not solvable, then it's not a problem and it's just as it is, right? To that, I think that's a gift for people when they can really see things objectively and ignore things they cannot solve. 
then it's not their problem. It's just not solvable, but it is as it is. And to have this, this skill, which is a small path between ignorance and trying to fix everything, right? It's a small path between these two extremes. When you are able to balance between them and find this small path, and you are able to really analyze the situation and understand it is as it is, I cannot change it, so I leave it and don't worry. Or here is something and I can fix it, so I take ownership and fix it. And then it's better. I, again, don't need to worry about that. I think that is, that is the, golden, the golden path between these two extremes. And then it's easy to handle problematic situations. All right. Um, last question. How um, to stay calm um, when I'm confronted with a difficult person um, and taking things not on a personal level? I think the answer is the same. When you are not calm, then typically you are full of fear, right? The person that you judge as difficult might remind you, I don't know, about your boss that you had in the past, about your father that didn't treat you well, whatever, right? And then it's again this, either it's looking in the past and forecasting what could happen in the future because there is a similar person that did something bad to you in the past so you have fear that the same thing happens again right now today, which mm. is very often not the case. It's just a person freaking out in front of you. So <laughs> just stay calm, try to surpass this moment and let the person also get back to calm and then you can talk. Right. So again, it's seeing things as they are. Can you change the person? No, not with like tools that are okay. I mean, you can, you can, you can punch the person, slap the person and say, stay calm now, it won't make it better. No. But when the person gets out of his or her angry state and emotions, then it will get better at a certain time. But this doesn't affect you. Just like, look at it as, look at it as it is. I would say that's, the, that's really the, the, the key thing to not get stressed out when other people are stressed out. Okay, great. But I have Any... a question to you because I, I remember yes. you, you wrote someday about working at Pride Solutions that you love the culture and it's all nice, but the only problematic thing is that every day it's more unlikely that you are able to work in other businesses. <laughs> and I'm wondering what happens in other businesses that you experienced. Um, probably, I, I, I'm not sure if, if I, uh, um, go there in the right direction, but, um, I think that over the last couple of years, like we have worked out a, a, a quite, uh, interesting and, and, and lovely uh, culture in our company. And, uh, you don't just find it, uh, all around the corner and with each company, maybe they maybe are in a different state of, of maturity when it comes to those uh, kind of cultural aspects that are really important. And what I like in our company is this, this uh, supportive environment where we really go look forward for uh, solutions and don't, um, yeah, look uh, what, what people maybe have done wrong and uh, no, th those kind of things that um, makes it really easy um, to, to proceed and, and, and progress in, in our company and what we are doing. 
Okay, and you find that uh, yeah. What what are some some worst case behaviors that you saw where you say no, this is not a culture where I want to work in? Mm. The, the the worst things are just when 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 people are, are are disconnected, you know, when they are when when they are just there and not not really involved in what what is what is happening and they're not really participating in the in the where the company goes, right? Um, what, are the, what are the goals that, that each team has uh, on, on maybe individual level? Um, that those, those are things that are yeah, not so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there is a lot of misunderstandings, unmet expectations. People get bored, frustrated, or even stressed because they feel they cannot impact anything. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, welcome. Any remarks from your side um, or thoughts that, that uh, you would like to add? Not today. I think we covered already a lot and there was a lot of practical stuff in that people can apply. Yeah, sure. So then I would say um, let's close the session and we see each other next week on our next Q&A session. Cool. See you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.